0: Touch our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. Allow us, dear God, to do your most holy will. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Teach us thy ways, O God, this day. I give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. I thank you, dear God. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good to be in church with you this morning. I'd like to turn your attention the Old Testament to the book of Exodus book of Exodus. Good to see each and every one of you. God bless your heart. Okay. Good to have you right here. You know, we just believe the book, the whole book, and nothing but the book. Not interested in any theories or man's ideas or things that other people have written. We're interested in what God has written, what he has put to pen, what we have from him. In uh, Exodus, I'd like to turn your attention to chapter 25. Chapter 25. All right, Exodus chapter 25. If you will look with me at verse 9. and The writer said, According to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. The pattern is the key word here this morning. All right. The pattern. You may be seated, the Lord bless you. We uh, we could have one man comes to Jesus in the days of his flesh, now we here we have the invisible God who has shown himself visibly. And uh, we have him here in our midst, and this man comes up, and he said, I know that you're a teacher come from the Spirit. What greater teacher could we have than the Lord himself? And here he takes the time to robe himself in a visible form. For it is written that God is a spirit. You cannot see him. No man has seen him at any time, neither can. But he took the time and the effort and made the plan and said, I will show myself visibly. I'll give them something to look at. And so in this man, known as Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches in him dwell the fullness of, of the very God bodily. That's why your Bible said in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory as of of the only begotten of the Spirit. So For you to realize, here's an individual that calls him the teacher. And I want you to realize that we are very blessed and privileged to have this great word of God from Genesis through to Revelation, close to 800,000 words. And you and I are very blessed and very fortunate to have this. And as we, uh, you know, people will tell you what some guy from Harvard said or what some politician said or... Somebody else said, an engineer or something. But I have what God said, and that supersedes everything else. Somebody told me, uh, a young lady that has begun to come to church, as her schedule allows, and, and uh, some of, the, of, of us were in a place where she was working, and uh, she's a server. And um, she asked me, she said, my, my cousin needs help. Uh, I don't know what to do for him. She said he tried to get me to go to church with him, and he told me that I needed to come out there because, she said, they worship a lion. And I said, a lion like, (laughs) er? And she said, you know, I thought maybe she meant a liar, you know. Say yeah, you got it right on, girl. But um, she said, a lion. And I said, where's his church? Lion Country Safari? And, you know, she really was confused, and she really didn't know or understand And I told her, I said, well, among other things, I said, you tell him that you serve the God that made the lion. You serve the creator of everything. And so, you know, why settle for the branch when you can have the root? You know, you want the whole thing. And everybody said amen. Amen. Kind of reminds you of um, a little something we communicate to a lot of our kids around here, and I'll share it with you, uh, how that um, Moses Uh, I'm sorry, not Moses, Noah, Noah was looking for the ark, and he couldn't find it. And how do you lose something that big? But anyway, my wife, I do that all the time. My wife says, look behind the butter. So, you know, what do you do when you find it right behind the butter? Then you feel like, how did I miss something that big, right? So here's Noah, and he can't find his ark, and so he uh, asks the lion where his ark is, if he'd seen it, and the lion roared and said, no, no, I haven't seen it. And so he went to the elephant. The elephant trumpeted and said, no, I haven't seen your ark. And So after a few more of the beasts of the field, he, he came to uh, the termite. And he asked the termite, he said, have you seen my ark? And the termite picked his teeth and he said, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we, we, uh, we want to be sure that we understand that we serve the God of it all. And uh, Thankfully, we don't have to go to the beasts of the field. Uh, As a matter of fact, we're told not to make anything after that kind of an image and try to liken it to God. We are forbidden to do that, that we serve the one true living God. And when He was ready, then He chose to show Himself visibly, and He overshadowed Mary, spoke the word, and said, Let there be and there was, and that which was conceived in Mary by His spoken word, then that was of his Holy Spirit. And she brought forth that child. She brought forth that babe. And the Bible teaches again that in that child, in that babe, as he grew uh, in grace and in knowledge uh, at somewhere around 30 years of age, he then uh, had his showing to the people of that time and in that location. And he went about doing many good and wonderful things. And As I said, here comes an individual, gets down off of his high position and uh, goes down to where Jesus can be found and tells him, we know, we've been talking, we've communicated, and of course there are those that say negative things and there are those that talk it down and there are those that belittle and make fun and and argue. He said, but but we've been talking. You know, some of us who, uh, let's just say it plain, they have more of an honest heart. And they don't have ulterior motives here. And they, he said, we know that thou art a teacher. A teacher come from the Spirit. Well, for us to have God's Word, then that's going if to, we'll, if we'll get the pattern of God's Word, if we will learn what God has said and begin to do it according to that pattern, then we're going to be able to make it in the final analysis. And making it is what it's all about. We want to be with Jesus Christ for all of eternity. We do not want to find ourselves in the opposite place uh, with the wrong one for all of eternity. And we will spend all of eternity one place or the other, with one or the other. Uh, I want to tell you again, you choose Jesus Christ, okay? Joshua set us a good pattern, didn't he? He said, there's a whole bunch of other things in God's so-called, small g, that you could serve, that your fathers ran after, your, your, your families in times past ran after, and they followed those things. And he said, "And you can go do that, he said, but look what the flood did and came, and that took place, and Joshua referred to that time when the whole earth was wiped out because men's hearts were continuously evil and wicked in their imaginations, And they were doing it wrong and saying it wrong. And the Bible teaches they were doing it right up to the the flood came and swept them all away. How horrible and terrible it was. But remember, this time it's not going to be a flood of water. This time it's going to be by fire. And it's going to come and it's going to melt even the, the elements. They will melt with a fervent heat. And that the heavens will roll together as a scroll and every island and every mountain will be moved out of its place. So I'm telling you from the Word of God that you have an opportunity and see the pattern, hear the pattern, hear the words of someone like Joshua. It said, as for me and my house. Now, yes, he said, you can go choose all of that, and you can go do all of that, and you can follow all of that. He said, but I'm, as for me and my house, he said, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not interested in these false gods that cannot speak and cannot do anything for us. We're not interested in what man is saying. And I'm not interested in what a lion has to say or anything else. He said, I, I want to hear what thus saith the Lord. I want His pattern. I want His plan. I want His word. And I want to give myself to understanding that. I want to get the sense, the knowledge, the insight to it here. And whatever I've got to do, then that's what I'll do because this is of the utmost importance. This is the highest priority. And I'm telling you, your presence is required at the highest. The Lord wants you. He does not want for you to be lost. He does not want for you to spend all of eternity in that place called hell that was not prepared for you but was prepared for the devil and his angels. And of course the enemy is a sore head. And of course misery loves company. And he wants to take everybody there. He wants everybody to follow him to the wrong place while he tries to convince them that it's the right thing to do and follow him and do what he says. But he has no mercy, the enemy. He has no love. He has no compassion. He does not possess these characteristics. He only deals in destruction. In killing and destroying, that's all that the enemy has to offer. But he packages it. And you know from this world and from uh, advertising that it's all in the packaging. They can make it look so appealing. They can make the billboard look so desirous. And people are taken in time and time again by the packaging. Uh, what's on the inside, what's the real thing is a great disappointment. They make the package look good and they get people hooked on all kinds of drugs of different forms. But people wind up the loser for that, don't they? It destroys them inside and out. Absolutely messes everything up in their lives and, and the flower of their youth passes away and they find themselves if they survive. How many young people have been found to die on railroad tracks or on street corners or in clubs or houses. They've been found dead because of overdose of some kind of a drug, whether prescription or not, whether legal or illegal. Point is that the packaging looks so good. The words that accompanied it seem so enticing, and yet it brought to them death. The Lord, I'm telling you, is bringing to you life, and that more abundantly. He's offering you not destruction, but life eternal not offering you pain and sorrow. He's offering you healing and blessing and joy and encouragement, telling you I want to encourage you to take the pattern that the Lord has set forth and told them, told Moses, see that you do it according to the pattern that I've showed you. God does mean what He says. You need to know that. The Lord... You know, he, he didn't do something slipshod. He didn't just, uh, you know, any old thing will do. There's a lot of thought and a lot of planning that went into what the Lord God has done. And that's why he's stressing. Uh, you know, I told the young man the other night, I said, don't, don't fix it. I said, because it's not broken. And I said, now don't be like the government. I said, they fix it until it is broken. So you don't do that. You you take God at His word. You believe what God has said. You get yourself in your mind and get it figured out here that the Lord God meant what is said, and what is said is right. And everybody said amen. Amen. everybody said praise the Lord. Lord. Okay then. So we're in Numbers here. uh, Numbers chapter 8 and verse 4. And let me begin with verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, and say unto him, When thou lightest the lamps, the seven lamps that shall give light over against the candlestick. And Aaron did so. He lighted the lamps thereof over against the candlestick, as the Lord commanded Moses. And this work of the candlestick was of beaten gold unto the shaft thereof, unto the flowers thereof, And he said it was beaten work according unto the pattern which the Lord had shown Moses, so he made the candlestick. This was shown how it was to be done. Now you be sure you do it. Don't try to change it. Don't try to alter it. What did Jesus say? Heaven and earth. Now that's big stuff, heaven and earth. That's not small. That's not little. But he said heaven and earth is going to pass away. The big thing is going to pass away. The heavens are going to roll together like a scroll. And the earth is going to rock to and fro and be dislodged from its orbit. And it's going to fall for all of eternity, burning up into a bottomless pit, if you please. But he said, heaven and earth is going to pass away. He said, but my word is not going to pass away. Now, you see, to our little selves, Heaven and earth, yes, seems very big, and it is. But it's not big in comparison to the word of the king of kings. His word is what's really big. His word is what really counts. His word is what really has weight and gravity to it. His word is to be obeyed. His word is to what we are to subject ourselves to. And we are to tell ourselves his word is what's real and powerful and mighty. You can just take it as a word. You can treat it lightly. And they did. The Bible said they esteemed it lightly. They they didn't hold it in its proper regard. Whereas there are things that God has a mindset towards certain things that He said they're of great value, great price and value in His eyes. We want to learn how to value what God values. Now man I hear it on the radio all the time. They want you to buy gold, buy gold, buy gold, gold line, buy gold, you know, all the time. And man, man uh, is putting a lot of faith in gold right now. And they're trying to buy it up. They're trying to store it up and get their certificates or whatever it is they're doing. And they're promoting this and advertising this. There's great fear and well-warranted that the financial systems of this world are going to collapse and that you're going to find out that your money will be worth absolutely nothing. And they're going to replace it with a new medium of exchange. Right now, you exchange dollars or coins, and uh, that's how business is conducted. Of course, there is that ever-present credit card, and there are still checks for a little while. But eventually, all of that will be done away with. Every bit of it will be done away with. And they will bring in a number system. Your Bible teaches this. They will bring this number system in. And it's going to help the whole world to get on one level. Instead of something being high, I can't say the dollar because it's not very high right now. So, you know, uh, there's going to be something up here, you know, that's going to be valued high. But other things are going to be valued low. But they're going to work to bring all of it into an even balance here. And it's going to become a number system. And you hear me when I tell you, you want to believe God's word. And you don't want to put your faith in things of this life. The economies of this world are going to fail. They're going to give a pretense of value and workability for a little while. There will be a season when everybody's going to breathe a sigh, of, most everybody will breathe a sigh of relief and feel like everything's fine, everything's going to be just fine. That was close, but look, everything's good, everything worked out. And then when they just about kick back and relax Uh, then the Bible teaches that it's going to hit with a suddenness even as a woman about to have a child. It's going to hit with a sharp and sudden pain, and they're going to realize that God's word is true, that that which they rejected, that which they lightly esteemed, that which they refused to follow the pattern thereof and do it the way that God said to do it, put the value on what God said is valuable, that in rejecting that that they will find that they made serious mistake. They erred the scripture teaches, And I'm telling you, you don't have to put yourself in that category. You can put yourself with those that trust in the Lord, that those believe that believe in the things that he has foretold and said, that he is the teacher. What do I care what this one says or that one says or the other one says? I need to find out what God has said. His word's going to stand. When heaven and earth passes away, dislodges, drops into a bottomless pit with everything burning up, hear me now. God's word is going to be rock solid. God's word is going to stand. God's word is true. God's word is right. And you're going to be glad that you invested in God's word. That's what you want to invest in. Amen. Why gold means so little to God is in terms of value that he's going to pave the street of the, of the new heaven and the new earth with it. And that's something. You Just like, you know, dirt or asphalt, no big deal, you know. But here comes God, he's going to use gold for pavement. Gold doesn't, isn't going to mean anything, and it doesn't mean anything to God except in the sense that it shows you a purity. And that's what he's trying to get through in his word. He wants you. You want gold? And God said, fine, then you buy gold from me. It's tried in the fire. That means that all the impurities have been taken out of it. You know, there's, there's gold and then there's gold. And, and you, can, you can refine it. You can get the impurity. That's why gold is yellow, because it has, because it's chicken, but also because, uh, also because it has impurities in it. And, and you get that impurity out of it. Well, God has gold. He said, you buy that of me. It's not going to be gold that you drape yourself with. It's gold that he's going to tell you to get it on the inside. That you get the valuable things on the inside. That you become real. That you become, have character that is of God. That can stand against the onslaught of the enemy. And all the different things that he's bringing against this world. That you'll have the strength. And you'll have the pattern. And you'll have the insight to say no to the things that are wrong. And yes. Yes. To the God of right, correct, and proper, and clean, and moral, and wholesome. Now, God's got a pattern, church family, and you want to get that pattern. Uh, I'm going to give you from the book of Joshua now, chapter 22, chapter 22, and verse 28. Therefore, said we, that it shall be when they should so say to us, or to our generations in time to come, that we may say again, Behold the pattern of the altar of the Lord. That we can, we can point to chapter and verse. We can bring you to subject matter. We know why we're doing what we're doing. And we know why we believe what we're believing. We're not just grabbing something out of the air. We're not making it up as we go along. One of the most convincing factors to me as a young man, uh, just uh, back then they called us hippies. And that just meant we were all involved with the, uh, against the establishment, I guess, and doing it different and shock, trying to shock everybody with how different we were going to be. And we were casting off all of the former things. Well, some things needed to be casted off, that's for sure. But that's just the world evolving into more worldliness. But when, what I'm saying to you is that, When I got talked to from this Bible, the Word of God, and I would ask questions, then I was shown chapter and verse. And I could read it for myself. I could put my finger on the chapter and the verse. And I began to wonder, my little bit of religious experience, why didn't they tell me this? Why didn't they tell my friends this, my classmates this? Why wasn't this communicated? It's right here. Why wasn't that done? Well, because religion... Wants to be in control. And behind religion is Satan himself. He'll use religion to absolutely cause wars and keep people fighting and fussing and keep people distracted. He'll want you to do anything except come to this pattern. He doesn't want you to do it according to the pattern that God has given. Any other thing is just fine with him. And he will help you to go far to the right Or extreme to the left. Doesn't matter what it is. You can just get away from the pattern. Don't see the pattern. Don't look at the pattern. Don't practice and put into your life the pattern. Don't do it that way. That's what the enemy wants to keep you away from. Which in itself ought to tell you something. And he doesn't want you to have that because he knows that that's what's going to save you. That's what's going to deliver you. Now the pattern of the religious world is to shake a hand and to accept Christ as your personal Savior. But the problem with that is it's not in the Bible. Nowhere in the Scripture is that instruction given for you to accept Christ as your personal Savior and thus you have salvation. That is not the way it is written. That is not what it says. That is not the words that were inspired of God. That's not the pattern. What is the pattern? Well, the pattern starts in the Old Testament and works its way all the way up through shadows and types, okay? Shadows of heavenly things, the Bible called it. And it brings to you, brings you to the New Testament. And as you come into this New Testament time when Jesus came in the flesh, when he showed himself visibly, Okay, and as he went about doing the good in the days of his flesh in earthly ministry, then the Bible teaches as this individual comes to him and said, we know you're a teacher of the Spirit. Oh, okay, that's a good start. And so Jesus didn't mince any words. He said, you must be born again. Truly, truly, I say unto you, you must be born again. And the man looks at him and says, well, how do we accomplish that? And of course he's thinking naturally. Of course he's thinking according to the way we think (laughs) in this old flesh of ours. And so he starts running the calculations through his little calculator up here, and he, he comes up with, well, what do I do? Enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born again? And he was truly puzzled because he was thinking naturally. And the Bible teaches that the spiritual things of God do not belong to the natural man. He cannot see them nor understand them. And so Jesus, again, repeats, but he adds a little more detail. And he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, you must be born again of water and of the Spirit, or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And he begins to tell him that that which is born of the flesh, well, that's flesh. That's natural. That's physical. That's of this world. He said, but that which is of the spirit, now that is spirit. And so I speak to you of spiritual things. And I'm only talking to you about the beginnings of the spiritual things. And if you're struggling with that and can't understand that, he said, then how am I going to tell you of other things, heavenly things? He said, and you, you're supposed to be a master in Israel. You're supposed to be one of those that's a teacher and knows things. And look at you. I can't even get the ABCs across to you. The kids sing their little song, you know, and now I know my ABCs, you know. And they're so happy and everybody claps and rejoices with them. But Jesus couldn't rejoice with this man who's supposed to be a teacher of things about God because he said you're supposed to be a master and and you don't know. And I'm only talking to you about the ABCs here. How am I going to talk to you about the heavenly things? how am I going to bring you up to the higher end of this thing? No wonder your Bible teaches the first principles of the doctrine of Christ. And he began to cover the basics. The basics is for you, number one, to learn how to repent. Jesus said, except we repent, he said we're all going to perish. So, and he said, don't look at somebody who you feel like and have judged, probably misjudged, that they did it all so wrong and I'm not as bad as they are. Jesus said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Just the, the real judged bad one as opposed to the one who's, you know, maybe not so bad. He said, everybody. Has to repent. As a matter of fact, it's written in the book of Acts and said that there were things that were going on at, in the past in the Old Testament, things which God winked at. But now God quit winking. Now God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Repentance is important, shadow and type. That's what your brazen altar was about. That's where the sacrifice was placed. And that's where the fire had to continually burn. Okay? Everybody said amen. Amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. It might be a tad cold. All right, let's give God a big hand. Thank you. So behold the pattern of the altar of the Lord. Now, you notice that because God gave to Moses the pattern, and the pattern was handed down, and it was very, very strict. It could not be deviated from. There was to be no changes. He said, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. God's word, God's thinking, God's plan, God's pattern is very, very far-reaching because this is about things that are in heaven. This isn't just a fly-by-night. This isn't just for a week or a day or to be changed at, at somebody's whim. Uh, or do it any old way you want to do it because you kind of feel that way today. Or wake up in the morning because you had too much Taco Bell the night before and you had a stomachache and now you've got to all of a sudden had a bean dream that things ought to be done differently, you know. And you start your own religion, your own way of doing it. I do things my way. You know, I got it figured out. What, what have you got figured out exactly? And what have you got figured out that makes you think that God is going to accept it? All right. Because what you're really saying is, well, God, you said this, but I, I said this. That's okay, right, God? I hope. Uh, Well, it's going to be too late in that moment. In that moment, it's going to be too late when God says, uh, no, I didn't agree with you, and I don't agree with you, and you've rejected my word in favor of your word. Uh, Who are you anyway? (laughs) Okay. So it's important for us to realize that we have the best, that what we've got came from God himself. And that's why we're asking God to open our understanding, that we might understand the Scriptures, that he would allow us to understand his mind and his thinking and the church that Jesus gave birth to, the church that he entrusted the keys to the kingdom to, That church, that body of Christ, do not think physical plant, building here. That's the church house. The church is made up of people, people that come out of darkness into marvelous light, people that obey his word and do it according to his pattern. Those are people that become a part of his church that is his body, okay, bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh that are washed in his precious blood and that operate according to his word. As Jesus, in the days of his flesh, in a visible showing, gave a tremendous pattern and example when the tempter, the devil, that old serpent, that dragon, came around and began to tempt him. and said, well, you know, you be the, who you say you are, and who some people are saying you are. He said, then you know what? You, you, you cast yourself down, because it's written. In the Word of God. You know, that he'll give his, He's given His angels charge concerning thee. I want a demonstration here. I want you to prove to me that you're the Son of God, that you're God come in the flesh, that you're who you say you are. Let's, let's add a little element of commercialism here. You know, and of course, Jesus answered him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You're not supposed to be trying to prove in your flesh that you've got anything of God. That's not the way it's done. Okay? That's not what your Bible teaches. You don't commercialize this. You don't put on a show. You're not like the guy that's going around trying to sell vacuum cleaners. Nothing wrong with that. And he dumps a bunch of dirt on your floor or throws a quarter down there and sucks up that quarter and see how much power is in this Vacuum cleaner? And the quarter went down real good, but the dirt's still there. You know. Okay, so, you know, we might want to focus on the main thing here, pal. I don't plan to be sucking up quarters, but there's a whole lot of dirt i got to deal with. Well, I'm trying to tell you now that there is our God here, and he told us that we could get our dirt taken care of by being baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Because it's for the remission or the full pardon and forgiveness of all of our sins, i.e. our dirt. Okay, that is our dirt. Everything that we've said wrong, everything that we've thought wrong, everything that we've done wrong, all the way back to that first piece of candy you took that you shouldn't have taken. The smallest thing all the way up to the biggest thing, whatever that might be, whatever it might be, he's telling you. If you'll repent, if you'll bring yourself as a living sacrifice, then you will repent before the Lord. and You will tell him that you are sorry and that you're not going to be that way anymore. Okay? Everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said praise the, praise the Lord. And of course it's by his grace. And of course it's through faith. Of course it's not of ourselves. Of course it is the gift of God. God is offering to us a gift here. A gift of salvation, that we can repent of our sins. Lord, I'm sorry, and I'm changing my way of thinking. You know what I'm changing? I'm changing my pattern. I'm changing my pattern to your pattern. I no longer want to do it my way. I want to do it your way. Okay? I don't want to. I had a man come, a young man come here one time. Well, he was, you know, probably in his mid 20s, upper 20s. And he told me, he said, I I, I, I know that I need help, and I uh, got things wrong in my life. And uh, so he came for a while. And we taught him Bible study, teaching him the Word of God. And we watched him, though, slowly regress, and services got less. He wasn't there as much. and Bible study, we couldn't reach him, and I couldn't get him by phone. He was screening his calls and, you know, all the little tricks. And, um, and people do do a lot of funny tricks on their phones. They do a lot of texting tricks a lot of different things and of course they think God doesn't know and much less the pastor you know people do a lot of tricks you know they delete things and you know all kinds of things you know wipe the slate clean there's no wiping the slate clean until you get God to wipe that slate clean by his precious blood and God's well aware of premeditated sin God's well aware of that type of life and mind and thinking the, de- the devil will supply you with all kinds of patterns and all kinds of plans. But if you're making a repentance, and you know repentance is not a one-shot deal. Repentance is something that you do every day. You tell God every day, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, wash me clean, and let me go forward in the power of your might. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're we want to see once that you come initially and you make that good repentance, and you get that pattern from the Lord, and you do it correctly, you do it the Bible way, and you change your pattern, your pattern, your way of doing things that you've been doing has been wrong all this time, and you cough that up, and you acknowledge to God, I've, I've made a mess, and I, whether by ignorance or by full knowledge, I've messed it all up. I'm sorry, God. Okay. All right, everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you, you turn away from that wrong and you turn towards the right. You turn away from the devil, you turn towards God. Okay? You turn away from the devil's patterns and the way the devil does things. You know how the devil does things? And he supplies it, very slick, for people who are all involved in mass media communications. Oh, he'll tell you, uh, let's, let's all us guys get together and uh, we'll have us a bachelor party. Huh? Yeah. Or, oh, come on, girls, let's all get together and Leave our husbands for the, the weekend. Let's get a let's get a little pass from marriage. And we'll we'll go off and you know, we got a pass. We can do whatever we want. Now, funny thing is I I never read that in here. Didn't read that at all. I didn't read anything like that. You know, I've heard of women turning forty and their husbands sent them to Las Vegas.
1: For what?
0: <laughs> I, I had a no names, but I had a young uh, woman in the church and she said that uh, her job involving education and she said there's uh, something coming up and and uh, they're all going to a certain city, you know, something like Las Vegas, and uh, only worse. That'll make you scratch your head and wonder what's worse than that, huh? Well, some of them are worse because they're bigger. Okay? And, uh, and, and, and I said, uh, she said, so, um, you know, it's all expenses are paid and, you know, everything right down to what you're going to eat. It's all taken care of. And I wanted to say yes, and, and your ticket to hell is paid for too. Yeah. All expenses paid. Oh, yeah. But instead I said, so, um, so we're going to go with people who think wrong and do wrong and act wrong and, you know, you think that they're going for this uh, high reason, this very lofty moral reason of education. We're going to learn how to educate the children better. And, and you think that's what they're going, to sit in a classroom and they're going to do a seminar five days or three days, however many days it is, it is and, and eight hours a day or ten hours a day or twelve hours a day. You really think that's what's going to happen, huh? Uh, when the clubs are right down the street. And the lights are flashing, you know, and the disco or whatever it's called now is going. You really think, you know, that that's you know, or the beat is the beat that the devil rejoices in, and and they all oh, you've never seen them, and they all just jump together. <laughs> you know, what's really sad is when you when you see churches doing that. Now there's a godly worship, and there's a god, you know. There's, there's these guys that are so carnal and do not have the truth, and they'll read in the Bible about about the dancing before the Lord. And so they run out and learn all the latest dances, and then they want to come to church, and they want to display their dance. And I want to get them by the nap of the neck and see the pants and throw them right out the door. What are you doing? That's not spiritual. That's not God inspiring you, at least not the capital G God. That's that lowercase g God of this world known as the devil, you know, We had a a man come from um, Africa. He was a a laborer for the Lord. He had the truth. He preached the truth. And uh, he went to a church out in California. Of course, it would be California, right? And he goes out there, and he's in this service, and he's sitting down. He's getting ready. They're going to have him preach. And he's from this country, and he's going to tell all about the things God has done. And it's going to be a marvelous service. But first, they started singing a song. And when they did, they started out with a lot of heavy drums and, and uh he jumped up. The man jumped up out of his seat, and he said, Stop! 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 And so the, the preacher and his wife and everybody in the music, they stopped. and they like, What's wrong? He said, That's the music we use to call up the devil, where I come from. <laughs> Might want to check what you're involved with here. Might want to think about who you're associating with, what you're, what you're following, what the pattern is here might want to think a little, think this through, pray this through. You know, when God talked about being born again, he wasn't talking about you getting into your mother's womb the second time. When Jesus spoke about the leaven, beware of the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees, he wasn't talking about the, the fresh bread that just came out of the oven uh, and selling it at one of the stores around here. That's not what he was talking about. He was talking about false doctrine. Okay, And when it's talking about you dancing in the spirit, he's not talking about you doing... I don't know. Throw me out a new one. What's it called? I know moonwalk is long gone, so I don't know. What, what, what do we got? Anybody know? I don't know. i give you permission to shout one out. The what? Well, whatever he said, that's not what God is wanting you to do, okay? He's not wanting you to do the enemy's thing, okay? And I know that there's some that we don't want to call out the name of that dancer to. Uh, I I read in the newspaper, and it it doesn't surprise me, and it isn't really anything new. It really isn't anything new because the spirit of it is ancient. It's just the name got changed. That's what you better learn about the devil. It's the same, what the Bible calls that old serpent, same old devil. He just changes dress or changes name. But it's the same spirit trying to bring about the same destruction in a different time or generation. Same old thing. Same old, same old. You know? and now they're just a little more vulgar, not just with the dance, but with the name of the dance move. Okay? Everybody said amen. amen. The pattern. God's, God's pattern is a spiritual pattern. God is a spirit. He doesn't bring fleshly and carnal. He does not bring things that activate the flesh that you've repented of, and you've gotten that dormant. You've gotten that, you've mortified the deeds, the Bible said, of the flesh. Ooh, it's late. Mortified the deeds of the flesh. That means that you've rendered it useless. You've deadened it. You no longer draw from that fleshly account. That account is dormant. It's not to be used. And when you get repented of your sins and you stop not using that fleshly stuff and you start getting into the spiritual be born again of water, you then get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Where'd you get that pattern from? Right here. Right here. That's the only way they were ever baptized in the Bible. In water, in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, well, wait a minute. Matthew 28, 19 said, In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Yes, now tell me the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, please. What is the name? Everybody said Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Because he is the everlasting father, Isaiah 9 and 6 said. Amen. He is the son. Thank you very much. Amen. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he said, I am come in my father's name. I'm bringing you the name, the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And everybody, I knew you were going to do that. Everybody said praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you what, we want God's pattern. We want God's pattern. You want to believe this good word of God. You can follow, there are many patterns, and you can follow them. I had one man that I witnessed to one time, and and he was an older man than I was, and I was just out knocking doors, and I began to witness to him the word of God, and giving him chapter and verse, chapter and verse, chapter and verse. And he said, well, in the last five minutes, you've destroyed everything that I believe in. Well... You know, if, if you're not believing, if chapter and verse destroys what you're believing in, then it needs to be destroyed. You hear me? Because the Bible said the word of the Lord is a hammer that breaks in pieces. You let God do what he does. All right? And what he's going to do, he's going to break you down, and he's going to remake you correctly. He's going to put things to That's why Paul said about those things which I once destroyed. Not doing those things. Not going to be a part. Of those things anymore. Not going those places anymore. Not doing those things. Not going those places where they're doing those things. You read in the paper that time about a, a young man, a celebrity, an actor, and they 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 said that he was heard and captured on uh, somebody's video phone or on their phone or something. And uh, he said that uh, he said he was heard to say, "I, I don't need to be here." I need to get out of here. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I need to get out of here. You know, 48 hours later, he was dead, gone, the whole thing over with, just like that. Laid down to take a little nap and didn't get up again. Somebody like the cleaning lady found him. Too late to do anything. Hear me now when I tell you. One fella lifted up his eyes in hell because he died. And it was too late to do anything. The other fellow, the angels came and carried him away to our Heavenly Father. So you want to you go to the right place. You want to be with the right one. Because once you get either place, it's world without end. There is no getting out. Those that are in heaven, they don't want to get out. I told you about uh, cases that we've had of people that died in the Lord. And the church family praying, family church family, praying, okay? And, the, and God let the person come back. The person woke up said, saw them all and realized, said, why did you, why did you bring me back? <laughs> and I was so happy. Why did you do that? You know, we can be selfish. And we can only think about our own thoughts and our own ideas and our own what we want. I had a, a young a preacher tell me that he and his father and family they gathered around the, one of the sons, one of his brothers, who was dying in the hospital. And uh, he was, had been hanging on and hanging on and hanging on. And he finally looked at his father and he said, it's time to let him go. Let him go. And so he did. He said, all right, God. He said, let him go. You know, the church has power with God. God gave the church that power. After that you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power, okay? And most importantly, power to be a witness, to tell everybody, everywhere about the pattern. The pattern is very simple. Repeat after me. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's two things. And the third thing, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the third thing. Three simple things. You repent, we will baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ, and God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. When he fills you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, that is you believing in your heart. And when he he speaks through you, it confirms that you have received the Holy Ghost. That is you making confession with your mouth. Don't think naturally that it's just about you signing the card and shaking hands saying, I got it, me too. I, yes, Jesus, I believe you. That's not the Bible pattern. That's man's pattern. That's man saying, we don't need you, God. We don't want the supernatural. We don't want the power of God. We don't want to wait on that. We want to do this ourselves. And that's why the world, it's like a, a whole country after some guy that claimed to be the president's preacher and worldwide evangelist and whatever who told one of our preachers that he said, I I, I, I don't have what you have. And and, uh, I'm more like John the Baptizer, he said. I just paved the way for you guys. Is that okay, God? Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm. Well, you know, John the Baptizer has gone on to his reward, okay? He did his ministry, and his ministry was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. He did pave the way. Jesus did come. And Jesus brought to us the rest of the pattern. We have the pattern now. And the pattern is the altar is a place to repent. It is a place for you to make yourself that sacrifice. and You're going to give it up, man. You're going to give it up. You repent. You turn away from it. going away from it. I'm done with this, this lifestyle that I've been living. And I'm going to turn to you, Jesus. And I'm going to get baptized in water in your name so I can be born again off water and that my sins can be washed away by the blood that is in the name of Jesus Christ. And then you're going to fill me with the Holy Ghost, Lord, when you judge that I am truly believing in my... You cannot fool God, okay? When He judges that you're believing in your heart, right here, not here. This is natural. This is We're not doing natural. We're doing spiritual, okay? So when you believe in your heart and God judges it such, He will fill you with the gift of His Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of eternal life, the gift of God. and It's not of yourself. That's right. It's of God. Yourself is handshaking, accepting Christ, signing cards. That's yourself. That's man. That's their pattern. That's, that's religion. That's, Nim- that's Nimrod who said, we don't need God to get to heaven. Let's build our own way. You know. Well, God took care of that, didn't he? Took care of it real good. He just slapped them down with confusion. And that's what this world religiously is in, a lot of confusion. We don't have religion. We have salvation. and Salvation belongeth unto God. And everybody said praise the Lord. Take a moment with me. Lift your heart with your hands. Let's worship Him. Oh, yes. Come on now.
1: The name above all names, the one who reigns forever, still the same, praise the name. save